Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, we're looking at this week's Torah portion this morning, uh, which also starts the book of Leviticus. It's the first five chapters of Leviticus. Let me give you the portion summary real quick from TorPortions.org. Here's what it says. The title Leviticus is derived from the Greek Septuagint version of the Torah. The book of Leviticus is predominantly concerned with Levitical rituals. An older name for the book was the Law of the Priesthood. But in Judaism today is referred to by the name Vayikra, which means, and he called. Vayikra is the first Hebrew word of the book, which begins by saying, And the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from inside the tent of meeting. Leviticus describes the sacrificial services and the duties of the priest. It also introduces ritual purity, the biblical diet, the calendar of appointed times, laws of holiness, and laws relating to redemption, vows, and tithes. In addition, Leviticus discourses on the ethical instructions and holiness. The 24th reading from the Torah is eponymous with the Hebrew name of the book it introduces, Vayikra. This portion introduces the sacrificial services and describes five different types of sacrifices. So the first five chapters, uh, chapter 1 deals with burnt offerings, chapter 2 deals with grain offerings, chapter 3 deals with offerings of well-being, four sin offerings, and then five offerings with restitution. Now some people might find this uh, boring or maybe even insulting because of the sacrificing of the animals, but there's a few things I think many miss and they don't understand. And that is that all of these laws and everything in the Torah, really, everything in the Bible points to Messiah. There's a purpose, a foreshadowing. We also need to remember that sin comes with a price and the penalty for sin is death. And so this is a foreshadow. And of course, now we have no need for this. We have no need for the foreshadow because the actual has happened. And that being the death and resurrection of Jesus, our Messiah, who is the final sacrifice. Matthew Henry says this about Leviticus chapter 1. God ordained diverse kinds of oblations and sacrifices to assure his people of the forgiveness of their offenses. If they offered them in true faith and obedience. Also he appointed the priests and the Levites, their apparel, offices, conduct, and portion. He showed what feast they should observe and at what times. He declared by these sacrifices and ceremonies that the reward of sin is death. And that without the blood of Christ, the innocent Lamb of God, there can be no forgiveness of sins. So with that backdrop, let's have a look. Chapter 
1 through 5. Now, chapter 1 is only 17 verses, and then I'm going to read you a short little commentary from Matthew Henry, and then we're just going to kind of uh, plow through uh, chapters 2, 3, 4, and 5. So let's have a look. I'm going to continue the trend for this year and read from the Hallelujah Scriptures, and I pray that you'll be blessed and strengthened in your faith. Let's begin. And Jehovah called to Moshe and spoke to him from the tent of appointment, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to Jehovah, you bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd, or of the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering of the herd, let him bring a male, a perfect one. Let him bring it to the door of the tent of appointment for his acceptance before Jehovah. He shall lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He shall slaughter the bull before Jehovah, and the sons of Aaron the Kohanim shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar which is at the door of the tent of appointment. He shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces, and the sons of Aaron the Kohen shall put fire on the altar and lay wood in order on the fire. And the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim, shall arrange the pieces with the head and with the fat on the wood which is on the fire of the altar. But its entrails and its legs he washes with water. And the Kohen shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And if his offering is from the flock, from the sheep, and from the goats as a burnt offering, let him bring a male, a perfect one. And he shall slaughter it on the north side of the altar before Jehovah. And the sons of Aaron the Kohanim shall sprinkle its blood on the altar all around. He shall cut it into pieces, and its head and its fat, and, it, and the Kohen shall arrange them on the wood which is on the fire of the altar. But the entrails and the legs he washes with water, and the Kohen shall bring it all and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And if the burnt offering is of his offering to Jehovah is of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves and young pigeons. And the Kohen shall bring it to the altar and shall wring off its head and burn it on the altar. And its blood shall be drained out at the side of the altar. He shall remove its crop with its feathers and throw it beside the altar on the east side into the place for ashes. He shall split it at its wings, but not sever it. And the Kohen shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering and an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. So there's chapter 1. I wanted to read this little bit of commentary for you from Matthew Henry, and I covered it last year when we did this. He's making seven points about these sacrifices and how they point to Messiah and just giving us a little bit of understanding. Here's what he says. Number one, the beast to be offered must be without blemish. This signified the strength and purity that were in Christ and the holy life that people should be in his purpose. Number two, the owner must offer it of his own free will, 
What is done in religion so as to please God must be done by love. Christ willingly offered himself for us. Number three. It must be offered at the door of the tabernacle where the brazing altar of burnt offering stood, which sanctified the gift. He must offer it at the door as an unworthy, as one unworthy to enter, and acknowledging that a sinner can have no communion with God but by sacrifice. Number four. The offerer must put his hand upon the head of the offering, signifying thereby his desire and hope that it might be accepted from him to make atonement for him. Number five, the sacrifice was to be killed before the Lord in an orderly manner to honor God. It signified also that in Christians the flesh must be crucified with its corrupt affections and lust. Number six, the priests were to sprinkle the blood upon the altar for the blood being the life that was it which made atonement. This signifying the pacifying and the purifying of our conscience by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus upon them by faith. And number seven, the beast was to be divided into several pieces and then to be burned upon the altar. The burning of the sacrifices signifying the sharp sufferings of Christ and the devout affections with which, as a holy fire, Christians must offer up themselves, their whole spirit, soul, body unto God. Number eight. This is said to be an offering of sweet savor. As an act of obedience to the divine command and a type of Christ. This was well pleasing to God. And the spiritual sacrifices of Christians are acceptable to God through Christ. So Matthew Henry is just making... The observation that this is all foreshadow pointing to Messiah. But the heart is really the same, right? You're doing this out of faith and obedience. We offer up ourselves as living sacrifices. But at this time, you they had literal sacrifices that they were offering as a foreshadow to what would come. It's easy to understand in hindsight, right? Chapter 2. And when anyone brings a grain offering to Jehovah, his offering is to be a fine flour. He shall pour, pour oil on it, and he put frankincense on it. He shall bring the sons of Aaron to Kohanim, and he shall take it from his hand, filled with fine flour and oil with the frankincense. And the Kohen shall burn it as a remembrance portion on the altar, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And the rest of the grain offering is for Aaron and for his sons, and most Kodesh of the offerings to Jehovah by fire. And so you bring as an offering a grain offering baked in the oven, unleavened cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, or unleavened thin cakes anointed with oil. But if your offering is a grain offering on a griddle, it is of fine flour, unleavened, mixed with olive, mixed with oil. Divide it in bits and pour oil on it. It is a grain offering. And if your offering is a grain offering in a stewing pot, it is made of fine flour with oil. And you shall bring to Jehovah the grain offering that is made of these, and shall present it to the Kohen, and he shall bring it to the altar. And the Kohen shall take from the grain offering a remembrance portion and burn it on the altar, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. 
And the rest of the grain offering is for Aaron and for his sons, most Kodesh, to the offering to Jehovah made by fire. No grain offering which you bring to Jehovah is made with leaven. For you do not burn any leaven or any honey in an offering to Jehovah made by fire. Bring them to Jehovah as an offering of the first fruits, but they are not burned on the altar for a sweet fragrance. And reason with salt, ev, and season with salt every offering of your grain offering. Do not allow the salt of the covenant of your Elohim to be lacking from your grain offering. With all your offerings you bring salt. And if you bring a grain offering of your first fruits to Jehovah, Bring for the grain offering of your first fruits green heads of grain, roasted on the fire, crushed heads of new grain. You shall put oil on it and lay frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. And the Kohen shall burn the remembrance portion from its crushed grain and from its oil. With all the frankincense, an offering made by fire to Jehovah. Chapter 3. And if that which he presents is a peace offering, if he is bringing it of the herd, whether male or female, he brings a perfect one before Jehovah. He shall lay his hand on the head of the offering and slaughter it at the door of the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aaron, the Kohanim, shall sprinkle the blood on the altar all around. And from the peace offering he shall bring an offering made by fire to Jehovah, the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat that is on the entrails and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by loins, and the appendages and the liver which he removes with the kidneys. And the sons of Aaron shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt offering, which is on the wood, which is on the fire, as an offering, made by fire a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And if that which he presents is from the flock for a peace offering to Jehovah, male or female, he brings a perfect one. If he is bringing a lamb as his offering, he shall bring it before Jehovah, and shall lay his hand on the head of his offering, and slaughter it in front of the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood on the altar round about. And from the peace offering he shall bring near, as an offering made by fire to Jehovah, its fat, all the fat tail, which he removes close to the backbone, and the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat that is on the entrails and two kidneys, and the fat that is on them by the loins, and the appendages on the liver, which removes from the kidneys. And the Kohen shall burn them on the altar as food, an offering made by fire to Jehovah. And his offering is a goat, then he shall bring it before Jehovah. He shall lay his hand on the head, and slaughter it before the tent of appointment. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood on the altar all around. And from it he shall bring his offering, an offering made by fire to Jehovah, the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails. The two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the loins and the appendage of the liver which he removes with the kidneys. And the Kohen shall burn them on the altar as food, an offering made by fire, a sweet fragrance, all the fat belonging to Jehovah. An everlasting law throughout your generations and all your dwellings. You do not eat any fat or any blood. Please note, this you do not eat any fat or any blood, that blood portion, that still <laughs> applies now. Do not eat of the blood. 
In fact, if you go to chapter, or if you go to the book of Acts, chapter fifteen, we're not going to spend much time on this because we got to read two more chapters here in Leviticus. But you probably know the story. They come. They've been, the Jews are trying to force these new Gentile believers to obey the law of Moses, observe certain things. They come, uh, and the uh, James, brother of Jesus, he puts out a ruling. An instruction for these new believers. And here's what he tells them to do. He, he says, there's going to be no other burden on you except these things. Actually, let me just pull it up here. So if we go to Acts 15, and we start with verse 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. So what are the essentials? That you abstain from things sacrificed from idols, from blood, from things strangled and from acts of sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves free from such things, you will do well. So James is like, here's the essentials. Uh, these are things that your Gentiles are doing that's causing some serious problems. And one of them was eating blood, eating the blood. And of course, there's more laws about that uh, in the Torah. But uh, I just thought that just jumped in my head. And I just thought, hey, I'm going to point that out. Um, because some might make the argument, well, that was, you know, that was a foreshadow. It's, it's not, well, here you are right here in the book of Acts, new Christians being told not to eat the blood. All right, let's continue on chapters four and five, and we'll be wrapping it up here. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, when a being sins by mistake against any of the commands of Jehovah, which are not to be done, and shall do any of them, if the anointed Kohen sins, bringing guilt on the people, then he shall bring to Jehovah for his sin which he has sinned a young bull, a perfect one, as a sin offering. He shall bring the bull to the door of the tent of appointment before Jehovah, and shall lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter the bull before Jehovah. And the anointed Kohen shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it to the tent of appointment. And the Kohen shall dip his finger in the blood of, and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before Jehovah in front of the veil of the Kodesh place. And the Kohen shall put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of sweet incense before Jehovah, which is in the tent of appointment, and pour all the blood of the bull at the base of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tent of appointment. Then he takes all the fat of the bull as a sin offering, the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat which is on the entrails, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the loins, and the appendages on the liver, which he removes with the kidneys. As it is taken from the bull of the peace offering, and the Kohen shall burn them on the altar of the burnt offering. But the skin of the bull, and all of its flesh, and its head, and its legs, and its entrails, and its dung, all of the bull shall be, he bring outside the camp to, clean, to a clean place, where the ashes are poured out, and burn it on wood with fire. Where the ashes are poured out, it is burned. If the entrails, and if the entire congregation of Israel strays by mistake, and the matter has been hidden from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done any of the, they have done any of the commands of Jehovah which are not to be done, and shall be guilty. 
When the sin which they have sinned becomes known, then the assembly shall bring a young bull for the sin, and bring it before the tent of appointment. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands on the head of the bull before Jehovah, and the bull shall be slaughtered before Jehovah. And the anointed Kohen shall bring some of the bull's blood to the tent of appointment, and the Kohen shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle it seven times before Jehovah in front of the veil, and put some of the blood on the horns of the altar which is before Jehovah in the tent of appointment, and pour all the blood at the base of the altar of the burnt offering, which is at the door of the tent of appointment. Then he takes all the fat from it, and shall burn it on the altar. And he shall do with the bull as he did with the bull as the sin offering. So shall he do it. And the Kohen shall make atonement for them. And it shall be forgiven them. And he shall bring the bull outside the camp and burn it as the burned the first bull. It is a sin offering for the assembly. And when a ruler sins, and by mistake he has done any of the commands of Jehovah his Elohim which are not to be done and shall be guilty, or if his sin which he has sinned has been made known to him, then he shall bring as an offering a buck of goats, a male, a perfect one, and shall lay his hand on the head of the goat, and slaughter it at the place where they slaughter the burnt offering before Jehovah. It is a sin offering. And the Kohen shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and he shall put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour its blood at the base of the altar of the burnt offering, and burn all of its fat on the altar, like the fat of the slaughtering of the peace offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him for his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. And if any being of the people of the land sins by mistake by doing any of the commands of Jehovah which are not to be done, and shall be guilty, or if his sin which he has sinned shall be made known to him, then he shall bring it as an offering a female goat, a perfect one for his sin which he has sinned. He shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter the sin offering at the place of the burnt offering. And the Kohen shall take some of his blood with his finger, and he shall put it on the horns of the altar offering of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour all the blood at the base of the altar. Then remove all of its fat. The fat is removed from the slaughtering of the peace offering. And the Kohen shall burn it on the altar for a sweet fragrance to Jehovah. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. And if he brings a lamb with his sin offering, and brings a female, the perfect one, and he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering, and slaughter it as a sin offering at the place where they slaughter the burnt offering. And the Kohen shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his fingers, and shall put it on the horns of the altar of the burnt offering, and pour all the blood at the base of the altar. Then he removes all of its fat. The fat of the lamb is removed from the slaughtering of the peace offering. And the Kohen shall burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to Jehovah. So the Kohen shall make atonement for his sin, that he has sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. Chapter 5 And when a being sins, that he has heard the voice of swearing, and is a witness, or has seen, or has known, but does not reveal it, he shall bear his wickedness. Or when a being touches any unclean matter, or the carcasses of an unclean beast, or the carcasses of an unclean livestock, or the carcasses of an unclean creeping creature, and it has been hidden from him, he is unclean and guilty. Or when he touches on the uncleanness of a man, or 
any of his uncleanness by which it is unclean, and he has been hidden from him, when he shall know it, then he shall be guilty. Or, would, or when a being swears, speaking rashly with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatever it is that a man swears rashly with an oath, it has been hidden from him, when he shall know it, then he shall be guilty of one of these. And it shall be when he is guilty of one of these that he shall confess that in which he has sinned. And he shall bring his guilt offering to Jehovah. For his sin which he has sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb, or a female goat as a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him for his sin. And if he is unable to bring a lamb, then he shall bring to Jehovah he who has sinned two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. He shall bring them to the Kohen, which he shall bring near that which is for the sin offering first, and the ring off of its head from its neck, but do not sever it. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on the sin offering at the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out. At the base of the altar, it is a sin offering. And he shall prepare for the second as a burnt offering, according to the right ruling, and the Kohen shall make atonement for him, for his sin which he has sinned and it shall be forgiven him. But if he is unable to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he who has sinned shall bring his offering one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a sin offering. He puts no oil on it, nor does he put any frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. He shall bring it to the Kohen, and the Kohen shall take his hand filled with it as a remembrance portion and burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to Jehovah. It is a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for him for his sin, that he has sinned any of these, and it shall be forgiven him. And it shall be the Kohen's like a grain offering. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, When a being commits a trespass, and has sinned by mistake against the Kodesh matters of Jehovah, then he shall bring to Jehovah as his guilt offering a ram, a perfect one, from the flock, with your validations, with your valiations and shekels of silver. According to the shekel of the Kodesh place as a guilt offering, he shall make good for the sin that he has done against that which is Kodesh, and shall add one-fifth of it to give to the Kohen. And the Kohen shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering, and it shall be forgiven him. And when any being sins and has done what is not to be done, any of the commands of Jehovah, though he knew it not, yet he shall be guilty and shall bear his wickedness. Then he shall bring to the Kohen a ram, a perfect one, from the flock, with your evaluation, as a guilt offering, and the Kohen shall make atonement for his mistake he committed unintentionally, though he did not know it, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a guilt offering. He was truly guilty before Jehovah. And that, my friends, is chapters 1 through 5, the book of Leviticus, the first Torah portion uh, out of that book. And that is the end of our study for this morning. I pray you've been blessed and strengthened by the word of God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying. Thank you to the few of you who are willing to support this mission of truth. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.